0: My name is Derek Weyrosh. I'm the president and CEO of Palladium One Mining. Palladium One is an exploration stage company focused on green transportation metals, and specifically nickel, copper, and PGEs.
1: Good to see you. Good to see you. See you. We, had good, we had a good session on the PGE side of things. So I'm going to stay away from that today. I want to, want to focus on what's, what's hot, and that's uh, copper and uh, nickel. Tyco Project continues to delight. Uh, but you've had to raise some money.
0: Why? Well, simply we want to keep uh, exploring. We've had tremendous success this year with the uh, the drill program that got started in the summer. We recently announced another discovery on the property 20 kilometers away from the original discovery. And we're really looking at it as a nickel district at this point with the number of showings that we have and the the grades that we are seeing. And uh, we raised uh, money specifically for Exploration at Taiko last December, and uh, that'll be largely consumed by the end of this month. So we're reloading to, c- to keep the program going. the uh, The offering that we announced this week is a, a three million dollar offering that is brokered, and one million dollars that is not brokered. Okay, I mean it's, it's kind of frustrating. Um, it, you know, market,
1: markets are doing what they're doing. Um, Sarsal season, we understand that, but you know, depressed environment to. Do you need this much money? Would you have taken more under better circumstances? I mean, I'm more certain sure what you know what, what, do you, what do you need to do with this money to kind of get the market excited again, I guess is the question.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think um, the issue that we're trying to do, deal with is minimizing the dilution to shareholders. And for those that are familiar with the concept of flow-through financing in Canada and the fact that Tyco is located in Canada, we're availing ourselves of the uh, the Canadian tax scheme, which allows subscribers to deduct their subscription cost from their uh, their income taxes. Uh, so if anybody's subscribing and would close the financing this year, get a tax deduction, and therefore their after-tax cost is, is much lower. Now what we've done here is we've constructed a, a financing so that offshore parties can take the back end of what's commonly referred to as a charity flow through financing. Now, for for all this money that we're raising this month, it needs to legally be invested into the projects in Canada by the end of next year. And given there's always uncertainty with regards to permitting, you know, we're still waiting for two permits related to our Tyco project. There's only so much you want to take. You want to be prudent. So while our share price at the time of announcement was a little over 13 cents per share, the front end financing is twenty cents, so we're minimizing dilution, getting enough money where we think we're being prudent.
1: Okay, let, let, let's let's talk about what you, what you've got there. Okay, so you know, we, we obviously the, the the kind of copper sulfide and and the nickel component is what I think is engendering the interest in it. I mean, I think you recently announced it's like plus ten percent nickel, but it was over a sort of short interval. So I, I I've got to ask a question: It's like how how do you Come at this to kind of show the kind of scale and the amount of contained metals here. You know, is going to be super super interesting going forward.
0: Yeah, we have to step back a second and realize that this particular property and area of the province hasn't even been mapped by the government. All the information that is being developed is our information, and you know, unlike going into other areas of the province or even in Finland, where you've got a, a tremendous institutional database of knowledge. So what we're doing is we're look we're going after the low-hanging fruit first. And we're following a very prescriptive program whereby we, we start off trying to identify as electromagnetic anomalies where you get these uh, conductive rock units which would tend to host the sulfide mineralization and the nickel copper that we're looking for. We follow that up with ground-based geophysics, soil sampling, and then we do drilling. But you know, we're very much at the early stage trying to Find those zones where we have mineralization, and we're looking at the larger conductors first. But as part of that process, and we've talked about it uh, over the last couple of months as a, the geological model is uh, is evolving, we've identified what we believe to be let's uh, call swarms, if you will, of east west trending feeder dikes or pathways of mineralization that's also referred to in the nickel spaces as, as conoliths. And all the intercepts that we're getting and the, where we're focusing is the anomaly or are the anomalies on these systems. And it's great, for example, at West Bickle, we've got the, uh, the discovery, but we need to step out and keep drilling. And what we're really looking for is the, uh, the, the, the mafic and ultramafic rocks that came from the magma flow, which would tend to host the, uh, the mineralization. But you really don't know how it's porpoising through the, uh, the country. Right or through through the host rocks. So the easy bit is to chase the what's showing up on the geophysics and drill those first. But then you have to start stepping out and, and looking for perhaps what was too deep for the uh, geophysics to see, and try and follow and build an endowment. So we're right at the stage of let's just find where where we've got something to start with, and then we're going to build from it and try and build out the uh, the tonnage.
1: Right. Okay. Because I think I think that's the bit this kind of um, people are looking to you, looking to you for is to say right in terms of our model, our um, hypothesis about how how we we find this. I, I appreciate what you what you've just said, but you got to kind of quickly move through the phases and say that this is going to be of scale. And you know, when I look at ne- other nickel sulphide projects, you know, they don't require too much drilling. Before they kind of come out with you know, resource, resource numbers, it, 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 it seems so. For you with the, these kind of sulfides, what's what's the intent in terms of the amount of drilling, the depth of drilling um, that you're going to be, um, you know, putting out?
0: Well, first of all, first of all, uh, if you have to recognize the fact, we've got a huge property. It's twenty five thousand hectares in size, so you can't go drill the whole darn thing. You got to pick your spots, and we've got two spots right now, which is Smoke Lake and West Pickle. You know, quite far apart. We've now uh, put in about 6000 meters of drilling into West Pickle to try and understand the the pathways of the mineralization and build out the uh, the mass of sulfides that we've been uh, showing in the the most recent press releases with these spectacular grades. But we will continue to focus in that area in order to build out a larger endowment and and tonnage. So I think you should expect us to zoom into a few areas now that we've got a a a bit of a handle on some of these areas and try and build up to a resource status, while we're also going to be continue to do more regional exploration. So as we move into next year, even though this year we'll be drilling circa 12 to 13 million, 12 to 13,000 meters uh, before Christmas. Next year we want to continue drilling, but we're going to come back and do the, using the information we have, do some additional geophysics to try and, you know, continue to identify the uh, the pathways that were not uh, detected previously.
1: Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, well, okay, so
0: that, that that makes sense. Um,
1: the bit that kind of doesn't make sense is obviously the market. People are trying to—it's a really hard read at the moment. Um, they say you know it's tax loss season. Um, people are it's got a lot of things on their mind, but how? How quickly do you feel, or, or so, timing's everything, right? So how quickly do you deploy, when do you deploy this capital? Because people are putting out results. I mean, you, you yourself put out a great result. You know, you're talking about 10.4% nickel, 3.4% copper. That would normally, in a normal environment, create a lot of excitement. But it kind of it got that old, you know, shoulder shrug, which everyone is suffering from at the moment. So do you think it's the case of a bit more planning at the front end of 2023 and then, you know, deploy the capital Lastly, once you sort of understand what the markets are doing, or do you have to quietly, you know, cautiously, kind of just get on with it?
0: Well, I, I think the market, to some degree, uh, for the last little while, has recognized the fact, as you pointed out earlier, that the intercepts, you know, they're not hugely wide. Where we're getting these spectacular grades, two point three meters in width, it's certainly a very mineable width. But what they're looking for is greater endowment. You know, if this thing is. You know hundreds of meters wide and and, you know hundreds of meters long you're going to build more tonnage very very quickly so they're waiting to see okay you you found some spectacular grades you've got mineable widths but how big can this be and that's really what our focus is now to try and grow it Um, but we need to stick to our knitting and you know we can't just willy-nilly drill the entire project uh, because you're going to waste a lot of money so you got to go through the steps and we now have a bunch of information that we've generated on the back of, of, of a number of soil programs, geophysical programs, downhole bore, borehole EM, where we're trying to in three-dimensional space model what that mineralized zone may look like and where it is so we can subsequently drill it. And we'll be continuing that process next year. So you should expect to see us uh, next year doing uh, additional um uh, magnetic surveys, for example, additional borehole EM uh, surveys to try and do that modeling. And you know, one of the things that we haven't talked about, because quite honestly, getting spectacular uh, <laughs> drill results is—it's uh, quite exciting, and, and people res- tend to respond to it very quickly. But if we if we look at the context of West Pickle, about 2.7 kilometers to its east is a zone called RJ. We have a historical hole in that from 2016 that had over 16 meters or you know, over 16 meters, 1% nickel, 0.7% copper, a very nice hole. And that's what we've been focused in on, looking at the grade. But around that is 85 meters, sort of, or rather, that's inside of 85 meters of uh, mafic ultramafic rock that was carrying mineralization as well. So there's obviously some 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 tonnage. Co- opportunity there. And we believe it's the extension of West Pickle. Now, you know, if you think of a garden hose going through the earth, we think that uh, West Pickle is you know, close to the surface. RJ again, close to the surface. Well, what's in between along those 2.7 kilometres? Did it porpoise down? So we'll be looking for that connector that we think is there as we move forward to help build that narrative of not only do we have spectacularly high grade, we're now building a, a larger endowment. Okay, okay. So you're, you're clear about what
1: you need to do and the, and the, and the timing for that. And I think I, I, I guess my, my opinion of this project hasn't really changed. It's, so it, it feels like it's in good hands. It's good, you know, it's a good asset. But you've got to work out what it is that you've got there because where you're located and the sorts of grades that you're pumping out is, is, is a good start. Just, you can get that scale component going and get a resource out there. It kind of puts a stake in the sand or a flag in the sand for people to go, okay, I can see, I can see how this thing advances. Now to, to do that, you've obviously just raised, raised some capital. Do you think that? I mean, that's enough for what, the next the next drill season or is that for the next year? I mean-
0: Well, do, the financing hasn't closed yet. We just announced it this week. So we have yeah. to go through the process of, of closing it. We hope to get it closed before Christmas of this year. Right. And that and that is based on how much we think uh, we need for um, the initial or rather the next round of activity that we want to do next year at Tyco. We've also, as part of that, Uh, are including a little bit of money for our Cantalask project up in the Yukon that we acquired earlier this year. Which is also a high-grade massive sulfide uh, opportunity, but a very small portion of the, uh, the proceeds are for that at this stage. We want to keep the focus in on Tyco as we move forward.
1: Right. Okay. Well, it's, it's, it's the kind of bane of explorers. So, they, you know, raise money, assess, drill, raise money, assess, drill. Um, and I'm glad that you're not going to get distracted by CanaLask, but obviously, it, it, it potentially it has a lot of potential. Um, but coming back to the question on the the, the, mon- the money, I'm assuming it, you raise it. Um, four million gets you through next year, which it yeah. get you through the right. Yeah, I think
0: at what we know right now, four million gets us through next year, uh, all the activities that we want to undertake, and a large part of that activity is going to be a slower spend rate because we won't be, uh, we don't anticipate drilling as much as we have done this year we're going to be spending more time doing uh, soils mapping etc in in the field to help better understand the property
1: right and w- which which I think for for, for most retailers it sounds really really boring but it is really really essential um say so how how much heavy lifting you know, do you think that the co- the, you know, the the copper and the nickel price are going to for you in 2023?
0: Well, you know, nickel has performed extremely well. There's all sorts of concerns in the market with regards to it. Just look at what's happened over the, you know since the beginning of November. Both copper and nickel have have done well, and I think you know certainly on the nickel side and PG side as well. It plays uh, into the narrative of what's going on in in Russia and a potential uh, reduction in uh, supply of the materials because Russia is a major Supplier of sulfide nickel, which is what's used in the uh, the EV, you know, or the hybrid EV as well, uh, as well as a major supplier of PGE. So I think you know, because of the security risk associated from the supply out of Russia, which accounts for roughly forty percent, and also uh, to some degree for the PGEs from uh, South Africa, there's concern. So I think there's there's going to be Ongoing support for the uh, the price of the commodities, especially as we do the energy transition to uh, to the EV and the hybrid. And you know, in the backdrop, we also have to understand that the globe is growing its population. You know, we just uh, about a month ago it was the news that we had eight billion people. You know, if eight billion people there want to have a Western lifestyle, it's going to take copper wiring for the homes. It's going to take steel. It's going to, you, know, you got to feed these people as well. So Fundamentally, from a commodity complex perspective, I'm, ex- I'm extremely bullish. And I think that um, you know some of the uh, flavor of the month investing that we've seen over the last couple of years uh, for, for the fast money is uh, looking at the commodity complex and saying, mm, maybe we, we got to go back there because the fundamentals are just so compelling. So I, I think that it'll turn, um, but we've got a lot of volatility in the market, a lot of uh, angst and uncertainty. With how things uh, roll out, China as well as the, in the uh, in the US, and it's just going to be wait and see. And we need to stick to our knitting, and uh, as you point out, grow our endowment.
1: You're, I mean, if I if I look back, just a final question is: if you are looking back at
0: the, I'm assuming you're going to raise your
1: money by the end of this year, right? But it's, but it, and, and assuming you do, if you look back at, over this year, what, would it be fair to ask you to give yourself a mark out of ten because there's been so much that's been out of the control of companies this year. It's, it's felt sort of like a quite a strange year, but if you were to say for the bits that you were in control of, are you happy with what you've done?
0: Yeah, I think we're we're quite pleased with the progress we've made on the projects and the direction we've gone. You know, Obviously our shareholders are not going to be that happy because our share price is lower now than it was at the beginning of the year, um, but it, it is what it is. Uh, that's not something I have 100% control of, but in terms of executing plans, having additional discoveries, Adding value to the company with the capital we have. I think uh, you know, our team has done a very good job with that.
1: Okay. Well, like, uh, good luck with the raise. Um, stay in touch. Um, I'm intrigued with what's happening at Tyco. Um, so we will you all speak to you soon. Well, thank you very much for your time once again. Talk soon.